Hi, welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm a senior editor here at Light Reading. Uh, hi, I'm Mark Diaz. Uh, I'm a uh, the director of information security and threat intelligence at uh, Lumen and, and over Black Lotus Labs. Great. Thanks for joining us. It's good to see you. Yeah, nice to see you as well. Thanks, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Excited to talk, talk about uh, uh, some of the latest trends that, that we're seeing and, and uh, the threat landscape. Good deal. Uh, well, we recently we spoke about um, Lumen's Q3 DDoS report. What are some of the highlights from that report? Um, was there anything that stood out to you that you want to share? Yeah. So, I mean, a, a couple different things that, w- that were of uh, interest um, in, in the attacks observed over over Q3. We noticed a, a significant growth in, in terms of complexity. So. Uh, one of the largest vectors of attacks that we commonly see, we, we um, Black Lotus Labs actually released a blog about this back in, in Q2, but um, leveraging common services out on the internet that are typically good services, but leveraging them in bad ways that can add to very volumetric attacks. These are known as um, effectively reflection attacks. Uh, where, hey, you take like DNS, you, you send to a bunch of DNS servers a little bit of traffic. Those DNS servers uh, uh, all reply back to a, a victim. It's kind of like the analogy I like to use is uh, you uh, want to play a prank on a friend and you call a bunch of pizza restaurants <laughs> and say, hey, I'd like to order a pizza. Can you please deliver it to this address and I'll pay cash on demand <laughs> or cash on delivery rather. And, and so, uh, you know, all the pizza shows up at your poor friend's house and <laughs> I'd be okay bill. with the pizza, but maybe not the, <laughs> the bill, bill that comes along afterwards is not very fun. Yeah. So for anyone um, listening, I like pepperoni. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that that um that that's kind of the analogy that, that really describes the reflective attacks. And mm-hmm. uh, often we'll see very volumetric and large attacks with one particular protocol, like DNS or NTP, for example. Uh, but some of the attacks we saw in this past quarter leveraged multiple different types of protocols for for reflection. And so that that's mm-hmm. a significant growth. Um, and uh, at least one of the key things that, that uh, we observed in Q3 of actor activity, malicious actor activity. Yeah, and one of the uh, kind of stats that stood out to me was it looked like 44% of attacks were multi-vector versus I think it was around 20% were single-vector attacks. Uh, any thoughts on why uh, multi-vector was the popular way to go, I guess, for bad actors? Yeah, that's um, being able to leverage a larger pool of mm-hmm. reflectors, effectively, or a larger pool of uh, uh, devices that can contribute into the bandwidth. They can have more impactful attacks. We continue to hear multiple different providers, not not um, just Lumen, but others uh, mm-hmm. in the industry that are facing um, very large scale attacks, and the number keeps increasing. Uh, I want to say, um, uh, shoot, it was uh, AWS and Amazon saw a, uh, a two terabit scale attack um, mm-hmm. in the past couple of years. Uh, Microsoft has seen something similar. And these are, are uh, uh, infrastructure threatening attacks, especially when they're, mm-hmm. if, if they are targeted towards, um, which is some behavior we did see more into Q4 um, than, than necessarily Q3, but especially if they're targeted at services that aren't typically um, protected by uh, DDoS mitigation or are attacked in ways that uh, uh, DDoS mitigation providers aren't aren't um, typically prepared for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it seemed like the that DDoS attack on the Belgian government was, um, you know, pretty substantial as well. Do you have any insights on on what happened there? 
Yeah, based on at least our visibility of, of the attack, uh, this mm -hmm. was something we highlighted a bit in, in Q2 in a blog, but we observed that uh, I think it was over 70 to 80%, I can't recall the exact stat off the top of my head, but it was an um, overwhelmingly large distribution of their traffic, switched mm -hmm. from kind of the normal, you know, hey, you'd expect to see HTTP, HTTPS, some bit of DNS, and, and kind of the, those normal distributions. But we saw an overwhelmingly large 70-80% um, of their traffic switch entirely to something referred to as CLDAP, which is um, commonly a, a good um, protocol used on the internet, mm -hmm. similar to the DNS that's used as part of Active Directory and other similar services. However, in this case, it was uh, abused to a very large degree um, to uh, take a, a large chunk of um, the uh, internet services for the Belgium government, as well as other Belknet customers offline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, um, that would be a pretty bad day at the office, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> it's not something for <laughs> people are getting paged and it's a, I'm sure it's a panic scramble and I uh, uh, don't envy them, but uh, that, that uh, yeah, it's, it's never fun being targeted by that, that large of an attack. No. Um, and I also noticed in the report, it looked like uh, tax on voice and um, VoIP services were on the rise as well. Uh, any reasoning between, behind why um, those might be uh, particularly enticing to bad actors? Yeah, some actors and collective set of actors realize that, hey, there's some services out there that are very critical, i.e. voice, right? Um, and, and this is a wide scale, not just, you know, teleconferencing services. These are, are voice services that help provide um, uh, back-end services for um, cell phone carriers to some degree, right? Uh, some of them that use um, uh, technologies to provide some complicated routing and switching to, you know, use Wi-Fi when you're at home or switch over to cell networks. Um, some of some of those voice services or other uh, um, soft phones, like corporations and organizations, you know, a long time ago gave up on physical landlines and started using IP-based um, uh, voice services. And so, some of those uh, particular types of services haven't necessarily been attacked uh, to this degree or scale before in the past. And so uh, some actors, a handful of actors begin to realize, well, hey, there's there's uh, potential here to cause some disruption as well as there's a capability to, um, in some cases, uh, make money based off of a ransom or extortion type of attack where they say, hey, that nice service you're running, it'd be a shame if something happened to it. <laughs> If you send us yes, this much Bitcoin, <laughs> we'll make that not happen. Um, no. Or they'll, you know, um, uh, launch the attack and during the midst of mm -hmm. it, when everyone's hair is on fire and they're trying to <laughs> figure out what to do, they say, we can stop that for you. It'll just cost this much Bitcoin to this address. And, and so they, right. they begin to realize, well, not only can we cause some disruption and, and you know, kind of to some degree, some, some malicious actors are doing just to make a name for themselves and, mm -hmm. and be disruptive. But some of them realize, yeah, we can actually make money um, from our uh, DDoS uh, uh, bots and, and botnet capabilities. Right. Yeah. And uh, something we've, we've discussed a bit on the podcast before is that it seems like um, those that are uh, utilizing ransomware in the past, um, you know, if you had a, a good backup, it, it was, you know, you could kind of ignore them and say like, oh, you know, we're fine. We've got a backup for our data. But uh, it seems like more so now they're also threatening to release some of that data. And um, there are a lot of privacy concerns um, about them being able to hold that data hostage. So uh, it's it's only gotten scarier, in my opinion. Sure. Yeah, it is. Um, 
Uh, I mean, one of the growing trends we kind of continue to see uh, happening is the lower skilled attackers, the lower skilled malicious folks tend to or tend to have been realizing, hey, I can you know, instead of going out and getting a job <laughs> that pays money, <laughs> you know, as we all do from from a, a, a legitimate way, they realize, oh, well, hey, I can make money at, at doing this thing I'm being successful at. Uh, yeah. And so they've begun to find more ways to monetize it through extortion-based mm -hmm. DDoS attacks or you mentioned ransomware, right? Uh, hey, I was able to compromise, found some external hosts that were sitting out on the internet that are vulnerable, was able to compromise, was able to pivot, you know, uh, installed CryptoLocker or, or uh, any of the other various different ransomware uh, variants out there. Um, and then we're able to hold them hostage for either mm -hmm. retrieving the data back and if they don't have a comprehensive plan for uh, backup, as you as you mentioned, then there's no other option. Uh, or hey, I'm going to dump the information out to the public, and right. you wouldn't want that to happen. And so that that's uh, neither, neither that's not a good option either. And the best defense on that that perspective is to have a uh, it's easy easier said than done, but have a comprehensive security strategy that can upfront detect that initial mm -hmm. compromise and then the lateral activity um, before they, they get to um, the data and know where the data is at. That, that's your critical, right. you know, that's another critical part is understand what, what components of your data are the most important that you do not want out there and mm -hmm. ensure that, that uh, you're adequately monitoring uh, um, everything that's interacting with, with those systems. Yeah, exactly. A lot, a lot of moving parts there. Um, it, I also noticed in the report, it looked like um, telecom, software and technology and retail were among the top verticals that were hit. Um, any thoughts on, on why those in particular um, were, you know, where bad actors were targeting those, those specific verticals? Yeah, my my speculation, best guess on that is around what we've already talked a, a bit through, which is the financial mm -hmm. impact, right? right. Um, all these companies are heavily dependent on online services mm -hmm. and can be, uh, uh, you know, impacted in very heavy ways. Um, the uh, there's there's one example from quite some time ago that uh, where there was a, a low skilled attacker that was attempting to uh, on Christmas Day attack uh, the uh, Xbox network right and interrupt hey a really big what is effectively a really big um, day for for um, you know, Microsoft and, and a, a key mm -hmm. gaming company and that can have a massive impact when when actors uh, attempt to do those sorts of things and that's not the first time this is something that's been in, you know a common goal of kind of these less sophisticated actors and, mm -hmm. and um, you know uh, targeting towards online services in general uh, and and other services that aren't you know, aren't is um, uh, aren't as often attacked, right? Mm -hmm. Are are uh, would be my guess in terms of some of the drive behind why why those industries are targeted. Man, you think they could at least take Christmas off and you know, <laughs> <laughs> give us a little break, but. Yeah, <laughs> it, it depends. And it's funny you mentioned that. We actually, uh, some for some of the more sophisticated, if you go to the opposite end of the spectrum, right, if you look a little mm -hmm. less at, at um, DDoS and, and on some of the more sophisticated actors, we actually do see uh, some breaks on various different groups and activities around the holidays. And so, um, <laughs> so some of them do take take some time off. And good yeah. to know they have like PTO, right? <laughs> more, yeah, especially when you look at like criminal organizations that are funding some of the malicious activity and finding ways to sustain themselves on the internet. Yeah, they. They, they, you know, take breaks on the weekends and holidays and stuff. <laughs> oh, uh, That's really interesting. 
Oh, I guess, you know, they've, they've got to, you know, sleep and hang out with their families too. Yeah, but, I guess. Um, yeah, let's, let's not personalize gonna, them too much. <laughs> if you're going to make crime a real job, you may as well actually go out and just get a real job. It's like, come on. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. Um, well, also wanted to uh, see if you had any thoughts on, on a newer term to me, I, I suppose, is um, phantom flood attacks, which I um, spoke with Radware about recently. Um, the idea being, as, as far as I understand it, attacks that are low volume and are sometimes difficult to see um, in large scale networks. Is, is that something that... Um, you know, you all have been um, seeing uh, more so recently, or is, is that something that Lumen is is concerned with, or is that you know relatively uh, straightforward to address that? Yeah, and the, the least attacks that we've we've seen targeted towards our customers, it's um, not the most significant uh, that we have seen. Uh, we have certainly seen attacks that have tried to fly under the radar, right, and avoid. Actors know that there are DDoS mitigation um, technologies out there, and they, they try mm -hmm. to avoid it. Um, one of the mechanisms that, that uh, at least from a Lumen perspective, that we attempt to, to counteract phantom flood attacks or other similar attacks where they're trying to avoid common countermeasures mm -hmm. is we are act actively tracking the botnets. We have capabilities for um, effectively emulating a, a bot and connecting to the command and control servers that we suspect are command and control servers from, from our visibility. And through that, we're able to really understand and kind of map out this picture of uh, what this botnet is. We take that data and we load it into as many places as we proactively can. So we load it into our DDoS uh, product as a mitigation vector. And so that way, hey, before we even have to um, you know, rely on, on some of the, the um, uh, mitigation capabilities of our vendor, we can already just block the malicious known traffic. We do the same thing with known open reflectors that are being abused that we identify from our visibility, load that in ahead of time, and then use that to help um, uh, really cut out as much of the, the malicious traffic coming from the source as possible. In addition to that, we also take proactive actions against those botnets. If we're able to validate there is a botnet um, uh, that has been running successfully and the command and control, effectively the, uh, the head of the operation, the botnet operation, the, the host that is responsible for orchestrating attacks. Uh, we work with the, um, the uh, ISPs or the, the hosting providers or whoever is running that infrastructure that's been compromised by an actor and, and is running a command and control infrastructure for a botnet, work with them to take it down and uh, as best as we can. And in some cases, we will also block it across our entire network, which has a pretty significant impact when, you know, being the position Lumen is. And so it's, uh, it's uh, uh, what we see is our best effort and attempt that, that we can do to help help clean up some of the maliciousness that's out there that's continuing to drive interruption to services on, on really cr critical times and days. Mm -hmm. And um, just to kind of close out our conversation, I know we're coming near the end of the year, which is just wild to me that 2021's, I, I still feel like we're in 2020, <laughs> just with how things are going. Uh, but, you know, do you have any insight on, you know, as you've been um, looking at uh, the, the DDoS data um, that you've been collecting over or Q4 uh, from your customers, any insights you can, can you give us a sneak peek over some of the, the trends that we might be able to reflect on from Q4 in terms of uh, DDoS attacks um, or anything, you know, that we should sure. look out for early next year? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, it's definitely a bit of a challenge. We're still a little bit in Q4, but, um, you know, one of the key things, uh, you know, again, we'll touch on a little bit already was that trend towards voice, especially late Q3, early Q4. 
and voice-driven attacks. Um, I, I'm concerned we're going to continue to see that, right? Especially given the, the amount of success that, that happened with some of the very large um, attacks that were out there. And so, you know, that is, is a trend that we've seen uh, some on our data and, and, and also, you know, it, it, it will continue to grow uh, as actors find, again, more ways to monetize uh, what they do. So that, that to me would be the one key trend uh, I'd point to that, you know, mm-hmm. we, when we're talking about Q4, uh, what, what the trends were that we saw there, I think that that's, that's one key topic that will probably come up. Okay. Well, we'll be on the lookout for that. And um, I guess we can only hope that, you know, maybe they take a few days off and <laughs> holidays, give us a break. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yep. Um, yeah, just uh, you know, be kind. Don't launch anything on Christmas. You know, let's be nice right. to everyone. And, or any of the other major holidays, right? Or you know, if they really want to take an entire year off, I'd be totally cool with that. Oh, right. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be so nice. <laughs> Maybe, uh, you know, in their New Year's resolutions uh, <laughs> and rethink that. Stop uh, being Lamar- bad actors. Uh, <laughs> New Year's resolution number one. That's my recommendation to all the bad actors out there. Yeah. Leave it to... Uh, um, I just always think of, with the phrase bad actors, I think of like Hallmark movies and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> like, like that's fair. Different kind of bad actor, but anyway. Yeah, I this personal pet peeve, but the hacker term, like I've, you know, often you hear media say hackers and things along those lines. But um, right. to me, hacker is always like represent the spirit of someone who's just curious and mm-hmm. uh, interested in how like systems work. And yes, it could be that skill set could be used for bad, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're, they're doing something for bad. So right. yeah, bad actors is also, it is a, a somewhat uh, common trend in the threat intel industry, but um, yeah. <laughs> That's, <the use> is <laughs> That's just what comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. on that note, <laughs> thanks Mark. It's been a pleasure catching up with you on this and um, hope to have you on again soon. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate the time. 